Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of podcast with me, Russell Davis. If you enjoyed the podcast, then please, please, can you leave a rating or review wherever you get your podcast as it helps share the love and allow more people to find the podcast and be supported on their journey. This week, we're looking at the balance between control and striving and surrendering. How much do you push? How much can you control? How much should you surrender and allow? What is surrendering? What does that look like? What does that mean? Well, let's dive in and find out. So I think you find a sweet spot between the two. I think there's a place of flow between the two. Let's find out how you can find that place for you. towards your goal and doing everything you can to make it happen and surrendering to life how do you find that balance because sometimes we know striving is not particularly helpful often like not pleasant but the striving part of us says oh i created all your previous success without me you'll never be successful but we also know that sense of striving can be built upon fear Fear of not succeeding, fear of failing. And no one performs their best under any amount of pressure. Even if it's us being ourselves under the pressure. Especially on this fertility journey. That striving could put tension into our body. And the problem is, as we know, we can't control our fertility. And that approach of striving in other areas of life may have worked. But it doesn't work when it comes to fertility, in fact. It can make it worse. So what do you do instead? Do you just surrender and allow the gods, allow the energy of life, just trust it's going to happen and just go with the flow? What does that mean? Trust you're going to be blessed with baby dust? I've said before, I really don't like that term for various reasons, but I won't go in that term now. So what do you do? How much do you do? Do you do nothing? Surely that's not helpful. And surrender to what? To whom? Now I do believe there's a loving, divine energy behind life. And I struggled with that for a while. I really did struggle with it. I think partly, well, two reasons. I think partly the mum I had, she, she suffered from anxiety and was ultra strict. She was, you know, became an alcoholic and... Love felt quite conditional. If I did the wrong thing, she was disappointed in me, then I got shouted at, or I didn't feel loved as a young kid. If I did the right thing, oh, I felt more love. She was pleased with me. So love felt conditional. I grew up in quite a Christian environment, and a, and a, a church that talks about God of unconditional love, and all I could see were these conditions between me and that love, things I had to do, it didn't feel unconditional. It was almost a God of judgment as well, a bit like home. And we tend to imagine life, whatever that means, the energy of life, whatever it is for you, a bit like the way we relate to our parents, whether it's one parent or the other. 
probably more dominant parents. So my perception of life, God, I would use a God as a term, um, now maybe say the energy of life, because I know the word God could be loaded and helpful for a lot of people. But my perception of God, the energy of life, was my experience of my mum, conditional. When I heard people talking about an, an energy of life that's got your back, that's kind, that's a source of well-being, it's love in its purest form, it was like an alien concept to me. And it took me a long time to overcome that, get out of my own thinking and to be open to the possibility of this idea of unconditional love. Ultimately, it was getting out my way of my thinking about me, not that whether this energy of life could be unconditional love or not. It's actually about whether I felt I could be loved unconditionally or not, whether I could receive that love. And the more I let go of my stuff, did my kind of project you kind of journey, the more I could recognise I am loved and lovable for who I am. The more the idea of the possibility of this energy of life being unconditional life became more of a possibility. I could receive it. So there being a downward negative cycle, it helped me create a more positive cycle of knowing I was worthy of love and then imagining that love and receiving that love. So when we say surrender, I do believe this energy of life that's got our back. But we work with it. I believe we co-create our life with it. It doesn't mean we do nothing. If I'm honest, I can get frustrated with sometimes religious people saying they're waiting for the answer from God on a subject. And, and don't get me wrong, I do believe in kind of inspired kind of guidance and insights and clarity. But just in my experience, this is my experience growing up. I think I look back at my religious experiences, they almost reinforced what I call my outside inness. I'm okay if God thinks I'm okay. And I felt very disempowered and unwise as waiting for God to tell me what to do. And it almost felt disempowering. And that's what I'm worried about. Sometimes the term surrender, not seeing it disempowering. It's not about doing nothing. I think there's a middle ground between this surrender, idea of surrender and the idea of striving. It's a place of flow. It's a place of flow. It's a place where we're taking action, but it feels like inspired action or taking making decisions more instinctively. A place where we're, when we're trying to make a decision, we're not in flow. We're striving. We're trying too hard. Answers and solutions come to us more instinctively in that place of flow. But that place of flow, we're also more comfortable not knowing yet. Not knowing yet. So I do believe in the loving and energy of life. I believe we're in that place of flow, a quiet mind. We're, we're aligned to it. We're tuning into the frequency of it. It can guide us, it can prompt us. We're connecting to something bigger. Almost answers and solutions and clarity and wisdom come from it and move through us. So we still take action. And it can feel scary 
taking action, or even taking no action, waiting. Trusting that instinct, that intuition, that wisdom, that voice in that flow can be scary. Sometimes it means coming out of our comfort zone. So it's not doing nothing. It's not waiting till we feel comfortable in doing something. If we wait, wait for the right feeling before we act, we could be waiting a long time. It's not about feelings. Feelings are thoughts, imagination. Feelings are telling us we're no longer seeing life with clarity and perspective. This place of flow is a place of being. There's no strong emotion associated with it. It's a place of being, a place of flow. You can feel edgy taking the action because that's our thinking about the action. That's our habitual way of thinking, looking at that action that can evoke some habitual fear as we maybe step out of our comfort zone. It can feel edgy to realise that maybe a lot of the stuff we've been doing is out of a place of fear. It can feel edgy to stop those things. It's about trusting your instinct, what's the right thing for you in this time. So when we're striving, we're scared of missing out, scared of not achieving, scared of not doing enough. And often we're doing more and more things, I was doing a lot of things to improve my fertility. But I can look back and see it as out of fear. And those things I know can make a big difference to someone's health and well-being and their fertility. But it didn't make any difference to mine because I think the fear was too strong. And sometimes we take action from fear, from striving, we actually feed the fear. Actually feed the fear and the fear can be more damaging than those positive things you might be doing. In a place of flow, we're more aligned to our heart, our soul, our instincts, our wisdom. What's right for us in this moment in time. And it can feel liberating to stop doing things. It can also feel a bit edgy. But that's okay. It's about finding your path, your way through this. So it's not striving. And it's not complete surrender. There's this place in the middle where I believe we co-create our life with this loving divine energy of life that we're made of, we're part of. You allow yourself to imagine that. Imagine yourself being connected to that energy, part of that energy. For me, that's the space where inspiration comes. Clarity, perspective, wisdom, everything you need to navigate life. For a place of more ease and well-being. Loving you.